They can be sitting in the same room three feet apart, but emotionally they're three miles apart right. or 300 miles apart. There's nothing worse than sitting in a room with your spouse and being that disconnected. We are supposed to be emotionally close and emotionally intimate as often as possible. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, why the little things in marriage are so important. Perfect. Tap on yours. Okay, that works. These pick up the ambient sound just a little bit more. They don't sound quite as clean as the other ones, but we're going to use them. We'll use them and see what happens. Yeah, uh, how's that gonna work? <laughs> That's too funny. He probably thought, I'll just get out of their hair and go yes. practice my sax. So listen. That is our boy practicing <laughs> the saxophone. No, it's not the saxophone. He's doing a technique Some with mouthpiece the mouthpiece. <laughs> And he's learning embouchure and stuff, so he plays some, really good. Some new embouchure. That's not what he sounds like normally. No, this is like <clears> listening <throat> to kids when they're in sixth grade and they're first starting to learn how to play clarinet. Yep. And you have to listen to Hot Cross Buns a million times. Over and over and over huh, again. Huh, huh. So you, dear listeners, are going to enjoy <laughs> what we enjoy on a daily basis. It's like living in the house with a dying, dying goose. goose. Exactly, that's <laughs> what I was gonna say. <laughs> it is painful <laughs> at times. And this might be a more kind of um, light-hearted, uh, maybe not light-hearted, but just something a little less uh, heavy. Okay. So this time I have a topic that you don't know about. <laughs> Ha-ha! I'm gonna throw one out there for you. So this is what it feels like. Um, I actually, I've, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. So we got rid of our couch, we sold it to our son. It was it, it was just not comfortable for us and taking up a lot of space. And now we've got your chair that you're in all the time because Careful for your back. Up back. Yes, and and now we've got a zero gravity chair, the Love Much Muffin, which is a two sort of a two-seater round uncomfortable love seat. Yeah, terrible thing. couch. And a rocking recliner right. in the living room. As I was sitting in the in the living room thinking um, one of the things that I that I feel like for us, and I don't know if you feel this way, is I don't feel, um, I don't think I feel always as physically connected to you as I did earlier in our marriage, in the last couple of years probably. I know that probably sounds kind of weird, but it just dawned on me why that is. Because you are, have to be in your chair so often, and, um, and so I'm on the couch a lot, and the couch is definitely has not been comfortable for you, but it didn't dawn on me until now that we have three completely separate chairs mm-hmm. that there's absolutely no physical contact can happen between us if we're sitting watching a movie in the evening right. or um, being, the, and I'm just wondering if you've noticed how that has affected or changed uh, us in our, um, I don't even know what to call it. Affection? display of affection maybe I'm not entirely sure what you would call it yes I have absolutely noticed that it has affected our relationship and our just level of closeness um, 
non-verbally. Uh, you and I talk a lot. Mm -hmm. We, we ha have no shortage of communication, but the non-verbal communication where you just sit on the couch and you are holding hands or you're, you know, you like laying across me uh, and I play with your hair while right. we just put in some random movie or we're in physical proximity, we're close. Right. Um, I have absolutely missed that. That's one of the things I resent um, or grieve because I have to sit in this chair just because of physical comfort and the fact that I hated those couches because they weren't comfortable for right. me and I only could sit in them for a very short period of time before my back was in pain and I would have to get out of them and get back into my chair here. Uh, I feel like an old man, my chair, I gotta get into my chair. <laughs> gotta get into my chair, you old whippersnappers. I have absolutely noticed that and I have missed it. Right. I have I have wanted it and when the couch disappeared, you know, this weekend, it, it was very clear that we have three separate um, seating places that that don't allow for us to physically right. touch right in I mean, non-sexual ways exactly it's, it's romantic ways it's, it's affectionate right. ways and and for and for a woman that's super important because those non-sexual romantic touching and connection and pieces are what leads to the sexual piece sure. later on it also just it provides reassurance, reassurance and it, and it right. and it provides clear ways to basically tell you i still like you i still right. want you i still right. want to be around you i still want to be friends with you again it doesn't always have to, doesn't always have to lead to sex but it does right. have to lead towards intimacy exactly that's that's the word i was looking for that intimacy piece yeah um, and and we can't keep our living room like this for probably more than a week or two because right. I'm going to miss you and we're going to have to work really hard to find a good couch that is comfortable. That's comfortable for both so of us. So that we can both sit in it and get back to snuggly-wuggly time. Right. But it's really interesting to me that I, I have probably been feeling this for a while. Yeah. And I just couldn't connect the dots until the couch left and I was sitting in that miserable, uncomfortable love muffin all by myself with no love <laughs> and it's really painful or disappointing that i think a lot of couples actually um, suffer from or struggle with where right. they can be sitting in the same room three feet apart but emotionally they're three miles apart right. or 300 miles apart right and so you can there's nothing worse than sitting in a room with your spouse and being that disconnected Right. Uh, that many emotional miles between the two of you. We are supposed to be emotionally close and emotionally intimate as often as possible. And the environment, the seating that you choose and where you choose to sit can either contribute to that or hinder that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's why I was thinking this isn't a, a huge, like deep subject or anything. But it's an important it's one. An important one because it's the little things yeah. that make marriage sustainable good and sustainable, or fall kind of flat. Yeah, thriving or just surviving. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so I was just thinking, I wonder. I mean, if that's was something for us that we didn't even 
couldn't pinpoint right. that that could be something for other couples who Absolutely. are they do they do they sit on the couch together or are they in their separate chairs and they in separate rooms yeah. or they I actually hear about that a lot in my office where couples will come in and I actually ask that question where you guys sit when you watch a movie and they sit on far opposite ends of the couch and they don't touch or one person is in one room watching their show and right. the other person is in the other room watching their show. And again, even though they're in the same house, they're 100 miles apart emotionally. Right. And it takes intentionality, effort, um, and investment to find the couch that you both <laughs> like, right. that you both want to sit on. And then you have to schedule, you have to say, I'm going to go watch a movie. What movie do you want to watch so that we both enjoy this? Right. Sometimes that can be 40 minutes of deciding what we're going to watch <laughs> oh, on my stupid word. Netflix, Netflix, scrolling or going through the DVD collection, right. but inviting you to be part of that experience right. rather than letting us lead separate lives. That goes back to the roommate conversation. Right. We had a couple of podcast episodes back where you basically are just roommates with mm -hmm. each other and rather rather than being intimate. Right. So I'm glad that stupid couch is gone, and I can't we gotta find wait a new one to replace it. Um, and if anyone's listening and they want a love muffin, because we're getting rid of that as well, it's a nice round couch that two people can actually sit on. But if you have a bad back, it's horrible. I don't recommend it. But if you want a nice love muffin, and it's not very Paul much at securemarriage.com, right. and it's not very much fun to sit on by yourself. It's not fun to sit on by yourself. Yes, we're going to have to go find a good couch. We're going to have to find the love couch. The love couch. <laughs> it's funny that you bring this up because I've actually been feeling it as well, but I haven't hadn't articulated it. Right. So, yeah, I, I have been feeling the same thing. Anyway. Like you said, this is one of those little things right. that, you know, aren't going to be revolutionary in most marriages, but the little things are the things that either make or break the marriages, right. and you have to become a master at the little things because the little things is what allows the cancer to come in and it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. And so, um, yeah, you have to master the little things. Even besides just mastering them, just being aware. Yeah. Sometimes we're not even aware. Like we weren't aware until the yeah. couch disappeared. This also falls into the, the openness category in our in the six parts of the Secure Marriage Framework because we talk about verbal and nonverbal communication. Right. And again, you can non-verbally communicate to your spouse, I'm not that interested in you um, because I'm going to go into the other room and I'm going to, you know, watch the latest episodes of Stranger Things for the next six hours. <laughs> totally theoretical. Uh-huh. Totally theoretical. There are times that it's okay for you to be in your separate rooms. It is. I got a lot of stuff done last night in the garage while you were getting caught up on the new se season that's out. Yes. And you know wholeheartedly I would have turned it off if you had in asked me to come be with you. So. But the nonverbal and verbal need to line up. Right. And so that, that's what builds the intimacy. And so if you are wanting to learn how to do this in your relationship and you're not sure what this looks like or this idea of openness rather than defensiveness in your relationship is is new or sounds actually refreshing for your relationship you can actually start to learn more about the secure marriage framework it starts at securemarriage.com starts with three free videos that'll take you through uh, getting off of the conflict cycle and onto the connection, connection cycle, cycle. 
Um, and then from there, you can find out more about the online workshop that um, these six parts of the online workshop we use every single day yep. in our marriage. Yep. This also, just to go back a little bit, this also touches on needs as well. Absolutely. That's a big one. Yeah. Knowing when your spouse needs you to be close. And yeah. Or when you're okay watching Stranger Things for <laughs> hours on end. <laughs> So if you want to have a more secure marriage, you can get some more information from us off of uh, Facebook yep. or Instagram. Yep. Uh, we've got a YouTube channel with lots and lots of videos. Uh, you can subscribe to our podcast if you haven't done that already. Yep. Um, that way, if you subscribe, you'll always know when a new podcast comes out. Uh, we would love if you would uh, leave some feedback for yeah. us. Uh, give us five stars because we're great and leave a review that way other people who uh, want help with their marriage can find us easier exactly exactly other than that who uh, are we we are paul and shannon elmore and you've been listening to the secure marriage podcast where we believe it's possible to fight less feel understood and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse yes we do all right thanks for listening <laughs> bye-bye bye-bye we're your hosts paul and shannon elmore and on today's episode why the little things can make or break why the little things are so important i didn't say it after you said it doggone it why the little things in marriage are so important why the little things matter why the little things in marriage matter something i don't know you don't remember either pick something Darn. like that all right